everyone. Welcome to the Armour Hurwitz podcast show. Today, I'm truly honored to have leading investor Leron Rose on the show. It is his second time on the show. And today, we're going to talk about what trends does Leron see in the tech investing industry. Leron, thanks for being here. Thank you, Amir, for inviting me. Happy to be here. So right now, during COVID, maybe later on, post-COVID, what investing trends are we seeing? Right, so I'm going to talk about uh, VCs and, uh, and uh, the recent uh, trends uh, here uh, in, uh, in VC and hedge fund investing, um, private equity here in Israel. Uh, what we see, um, in, uh, we, and we're just come, coming out of the second uh, lockdown here, we had a, a very tough lockdown in recent months um, for handling the second wave uh, of COVID. Uh, so we see, uh, we continue to see uh, a difficulty for the um, early stage, seed stage, pre-seed companies who are seeking to raise capital at the previous uh, valuations, uh, pre-COVID valuations. Uh, some of them are successful, but it is um, uh, more difficult for, for these guys uh, due to the fact that uh, you know, they have this um, uh, um, timeline that will take them anything between 7 to 12, 10, even 12 years from raising uh, their initial uh, uh, fundraise in, uh, until their exit. Uh, and what we see is, uh, is the investors looking for shorter uh, term uh, investment horizon. So, so we see actually um, uh, more of a um, trend that uh, the more uh, interesting uh, investments for uh, foreign uh, investors, uh, institutional investors, hedge funds, venture capital, and uh, private equity is to enter uh, companies, the tech companies in Israel, the late stage companies, the growth stage companies, uh, as soon, uh, as, as, uh, as close as they can to, to uh, an IPO. So, so what we've seen, we've seen a bunch of, uh, of IPOs um, uh, of Israeli companies in 2020. Um, um, you know, I can talk about Fiverr, Lemonade, um, and JFrog was the, the latest one. And today uh, we've seen an announcement that um, Monday is planning to do the same um, at some, in, in the next couple of months. And they're talking about a valuation of $5 billion. That's uh, unprecedented. So. So what I see from the investor side, they're trying to approach these uh, kind of companies um, before they uh, enter uh, an IPO, uh, before they get ready for an IPO. So I can uh, personally say that I was involved in a deal, um, uh, including a similar web, which is, uh, which is another Israeli um, unicorn, late stage unicorn. Um, they just announced uh, a deal of uh, raising $120 million um, the other day. Uh, and they also uh, done a secondary deal, which I was part of. Um, and uh, the valuation was higher than pre-COVID. So, so I think that's a, a trend that we see more and more companies uh, are raising uh, uh, funds at higher uh, valuations than what we uh, used, uh, were used to uh, pre-COVID. Um, and we've seen investors uh, that are keen to, to uh, allocate capital to these companies, um, even at higher valuations, uh, um, because they see uh, an exit scenario in a time horizon of, uh, let's say, two years. In terms of raising funds right now, do you think limited partners are more keen 
on investing right now? Are they, are they maybe scared? So um, it's hard, it's really hard to say. Um, I think um, I have seen some of the um, um, major local VCs raising additional capital from, from LPs, but I'm, I'm more, um, these, are, these are more of the established um, players. I've also seen a couple of, um, of new players entering, um, entering the scene in, uh, in, the in the last couple of months. Um, so they have uh, been successful from raising from LPs. I, I'm not sure what um, you know the, the actual numbers are um, compared to 2019, but um, I have seen some new capital coming actually not just from the US but from um, from East Asia, uh, looking for uh, these um, lucrative investments in Israel. And the, the, the like the most recent development is um, the the. Um, the recent peace agreements that we uh, have signed with the, the United Arab Emirates, and I've seen uh, an influx of uh, of uh, delegations going both ways between the countries, and and I think we have uh, we have a, a huge interest by uh, by uh, Emiratis uh, looking to um, profit, um, invest into uh, the local um, high tech scene uh, for for their needs. I don't think they're doing it, uh, you know, just because they're um, nice, but it's a pure uh, business. Um, it's a business interest and they see the quality of, of the companies that we have here and there is a it, it's a whole um, you know it's a whole new ball game there is a lot of uh, new capital available in the Gulf states it's not just the UAE it's 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 Bahrain which signed this um, deal uh, the peace agreement uh, with them and I think there's a bunch uh, a few more that will be signed that's what they say uh, in the next few months hopefully so so we're going to have a new capital source uh, from from the Middle East, looking to um, to uh, be involved in the local tax scene. Regarding the stock market, uh, right now we're seeing a lot of crazy trends going on, especially with uh, Telsa and companies like that. It seems like the stock market is getting very wild, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop soon. Um, what is your intake on what's happening currently in the stock market? Right. So, so first, I have to say this is not a, an investment advice of any sort. This is just my personal opinion, um, and I've been following the markets uh, very closely. And uh, what we see is, you know, COVID has caused a lot of people to be out of work or working from home um, using um, applications such as we are using right now, like Zoom. And people are working from home. Some people are out of work actually, and we've seen. A lot of people going into online um, trading um, uh, applications, such as the, the first comes into mind is Robinhood. So we, they, they have seen their user base growing by, <coughs> by millions. Um, and I've seen um, uh, a lot of YouTube um, videos coming up from all sorts of people who are not necessarily financial planners or investment professionals who are promoting certain stocks. So, so we've seen um, the tech sector uh, in the stock market booming, uh, whereas the no more traditional brick and mortar stocks represented by uh, the S&P, uh, actually some of them or most of them are down um, uh, since, uh, since COVID. But those, some of those tech stocks have, have soared 300, 400, 500%. And I think that represents um, a change, a big change in, in, in how the world will come out of, out of COVID. Um, and uh, you, you, you've said, you've mentioned Tesla. So, so Tesla is, is one example for this. And, um, you know, it's, uh, 
I think Tesla is a revolutionary company. I think Elon Musk is uh, is is one of a kind. Maybe he's the, the Einstein or the Galileo uh, of our of our of our time. Um, not everyone can, um, you know, um, launch space rockets into space and then uh, land them back into uh, um, and and, re and and make them reusable. Uh, that's 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 very that's, uh, you know NASA couldn't do that and. So when he said that he's going to build uh, an electric car that's going to have the same like, range, uh, range and, uh, and and top speed and and, and acceleration, um, yeah, technicalities that are similar to to normal cars, you know, five or seven years ago, people have laughed and said that's technically impossible. Everyone has failed, but it looks like he's successful. So 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 his cars are. Um, are in the market. Yes, they are a little bit more expensive still than uh, mainstream cars. Um, but what we see is that you know he he's going to deliver 500,000 cars this year, and he's doubling production um, every year. So so if he can if he can do that, um, you know that 10, that's two to the power of five. So in five years, uh, is you know that's a 32 multiplier of 32. So he can deliver theoretically 15 million cars in five years. Uh, as long as he can make that production and, and open enough um, of these factories worldwide. So if he, if he can do 15 million cars in five or six years, and that's what he said in the um, latest uh, earning call, um, he, he, has, he will have 15% of the entire um, automotive market. And that justifies the uh, maybe the valuation that Tesla um, is at now, I think $400 billion. And, I think um, you know if you can do that, um, probably we're looking at um, a, a new uh, Apple here. Um, you know, people have that have driven these cars have said that it's a completely different um, sort of experience than driving a regular car. So we, we don't have those Teslas here yet in Israel, but I think we will soon have them. And if production will be um, uh, it will be successful in delivering these cars. Also, the, um, you know, uh, we've seen that uh, the cost of producing them uh, uh, is um, is going down by anything between fifteen to twenty percent per year. So they're going to be priced soon at similar prices to um, mainstream cars, and of course, they also have the tax benefit uh, because they are not um, they're not polluting. So, so you have a, a better car at the same price. Um, and 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 someone that can you know deliver uh, big numbers. We're looking at you know we're potentially looking at a new Apple here, um, and um, I think um, there's a couple of more companies that are trying to to do the same. There is another company from China called Neo who is trying to compete with Tesla. I don't know how good they are, but their stock is um, you know going up and down uh, like crazy. I mean, you know, it's maybe people that are trying to you know have some FOMO. That they've missed out on uh, on on Tesla, and they think you know if if, if one of these companies um, could be built in the U.S., maybe the Chinese um, government has you know they don't want to leave this uh, this territory to the Americans, and they're going to subsidize and help their own company to you know uh, the same way they did with um, Alibaba and uh, and uh, the, these other um, Tencent, uh, you know the Chinese. Um, um, government is behind these companies, helping them to compete in the global marketplace. They're going to do the same with um, with their electric company, uh, electric uh, cars uh, company. Do you think the U.S. elections is going to affect the stock market at all? Right now, it seems like it doesn't. 
it seems like there's not going to be such a big effect on the stock market. But what do you think will happen, let's say, if Biden gets elected? Right. So, so we're, um, we're recording this um, a week before the elections. Um, it looks like from the latest polls that Biden is leading. Um, you never know because it was, I think, four years ago, it was the same when, when uh, Trump uh, beat um, Hillary Clinton. Uh, she was leading. But it's all about um, those um, like um, swing states like Ohio and Florida, which, you know, the one that wins these, these states, which are usually like closer to 50-50 is the one that's um, is going to win. It looks like Biden is leading right now. And uh, it looks like the stock market uh, is already pricing that into, um, it's not It's not going to be a surprise, let's say, put it this way, if Biden wins. So, so the current prices are uh, already reflecting a, a Biden win. However, no one really knows uh, what his policies will be when he actually, um, you know, Gets into the off gets into office, uh, and that's going to be only in early 2021. And you know, if then he changes the rules of the game, he he, he, he announces new taxes, um, anything um, like this, um, that's kind that could be a surprise to the market. So him being elected is not a surprise, but he putting off um, you know new um, new taxes or, or new regulations or new um, Changing uh, basically um, the rules of the game uh, against uh, against uh, commercial companies, against um, stock market, that's not factored into the current prices, and uh, you know this could be uh, causing prices to go down. But not, I, I wouldn't uh, expect that to happen, um, you know, overnight. Yet uh, there's still um, uh, uncertainty in the market. Uh, we've seen the. Um, um, the VIX, uh, which is uh, um, measuring the, the risk uh, in the market going up in the last few, uh, few days. And I think uh, we, we're going to see more of this uncertainty. Uh, we're not sure, no one is sure exactly where the market is heading. So um, I, I can see some investors uh, getting out of the market just to, to be, you know, just to be on the safe side, um, going a little bit more into cash. Um, and wait for, for these new developments uh, so some of this uncertainty clears out of the market. Um, and I would like also to, to add a little bit um, about, um, about the Bitcoin, if, if, if I may, because that's um, also, uh, 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 I would say, a big development. Uh, we've seen a bunch of public companies um, announcing that um, they're going to uh, place uh, few percent of their um, assets into Bitcoin. We've seen that um, uh, coming out of um, Square, which is led by Jack Dorsey. It's the, it's the same founder of Twitter. Um, you know, he put $50 million into, into Bitcoin. Um, I think that was like 10 days ago. And a few days later, we've seen PayPal announcing that they're going to welcome crypto onto their platform. That's big, um, that's a big news for, for crypto and Bitcoin as alternative assets. Um, and I've seen a, a, one of the biggest uh, banks from Singapore announcing that there will be, um, they're going to build a, a, a crypto platform on their, into their bank. So we're going to see more of these um, um, traditional mainstream players uh, who have been uh, shy from, from crypto and Bitcoin uh, because they weren't sure that, uh, uh, you know, how, how to do this uh, uh, with regulation and, um, 
they're coming now into this a little bit late. Uh, I think uh, we might see um, Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency uh, rising in prices as we have in the last couple of weeks. I think we've seen like 20% up. We, we might see more of that um, as more traditional uh, players realize that they're a little bit late to the party and they still wouldn't be part of, uh, of this uh, new technology. Awesome, Levon. Thanks a lot for all this amazing information. I hope it's going to help a lot of people invest better, lead better. And I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show again and hopefully see you soon. Thank you, Omri. Thanks for uh, inviting me over and looking forward. Thank you.